1: Got a returning guest today, Leah Morgan. And you may re- recall in the previous episode, Leah and I spoke around something, uh, I'm going to use this term loosely, wealth related. Money won't bring my daughter back. Um, I'll, I, well, first of all, without any further ado, Leah, a very warm welcome back.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for allowing me to share these really important messages with your listeners. It's, it's a real
1: honour. So thank you. Absolute pleasure because the, the message is so profound listeners. And just as a recap from that previous episode that, uh, Leah was extremely, in my humble opinion, um, courageous, vulnerable, but very, very, very powerful in nonetheless. And, and that was around the, the, I'm going to use the, the word loss, um, and I'm sure Leah might challenge me on that if she deems it appropriate, but of her beautiful 18-month-old daughter, Maggie May, and what lessons that taught and how it put life into perspective. And Leah actually spoke about that very much from a mother's love perspective about herself. But I want to open this up now, Leah, if I can, and talk about the the wider um, perspective from your family, your husband, your other children... Mm-hmm you know your well your immediate family and indeed your immediate friends for that matter because it doesn't you know these these i'm going to be really kind of tongue it but experiences these really profound deep life-changing experiences they never affect just one person do they Mm
0: -hmm. no they don't and i and i agree it's 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 something that has, I spoke about in the previous episode, I spoke about this kind of ripple effect and Maggie May certainly has really had this almighty ripple effect and a bit like water can be kind of gentle, gentle as it kind of trickles down a stream. But over time, the power of that water, the power of that kind of gentle persistent flow is, you know, breaks down rock. Mm. So, and that's exactly how I would, would summarize and explain little Maggie May's legacy and just going back quickly to your you touched on loss and yeah I agree I lost Maggie physically but but I haven't lost Maggie in terms of in my life I've I've learned how to integrate my experiences integrate her new her kind of new self I suppose in a different way and I've learned how to bring her forward in in a healthy way to help continue to connect with her legacy and her lessons but yeah, so in in terms of the impact this has had on myself and my family. So if we kind of think about, first of all, my immediate family, our little nuclear family. So it's my husband, my eldest child, who's now actually at university. He's 21 and he was 14 when he first became a big brother. And obviously, you know, tragic tragic events. He suddenly kind of lost his mum. I moved over, you know, I was living in London, 25 miles away from him, just at Maggie's bedside. So he kind of his his sister was born and then disappeared and this kind of tragedy hit. And then after she died, he was it was six weeks before he had to sit his GCSEs. And I just think that this little lad is, you know, it's amazing in terms of what he has experienced in those young and and, and vital years. But I really hope, I hope, hope, hope with my, all my heart that he, like me, is able to bring this kind of fearlessness to life. I really hope that little Maggie has has put him on a life's course that is not going to be all about money. It's not mm-hmm. going to be all about how much can I accrue and things, but how much can I bring in? I really hope that he, and this is it, you know, have faith that this is what he's doing now. I really hope that his idea of wealth, his idea of what he's going to do with these amazing years of his life, you know, he's 21 at uni. It's just like he's having his best time. It's about living fully. It's about going into a career that just lights him up, that Mm -hmm. sparks him up because he knows how precious life is. He knows how precious each and every day is. And it's the same for my husband. Um, We've recently... Just moved. We lived in Maidenhead. I was there all my life. And then all of a sudden, and lockdown really kind of helped us to to push that, give us the push to move. But we suddenly thought, wait a minute, there's a whole world out there. Let's go and explore something new. Let's go and and it was our medicine. Let's go and heal and find peace in the woods and endorse it and by the sea. And that's what we did. Dave's got an amazing job. Again, that fearlessness. We kind of just changed everything. And I'm so, so pleased did
1: Mm. I want to hypothesize here Leah imagine when you take those fateful last few breaths hopefully decades and decades and decades Mm. away yet but you know that kind of last 30 seconds you know when we leave as we all will, this physical incarnation, you know, this this temporary taxi, as I call it, that we've got called mm-hmm. the body, this incarnation, and you look back, you know, what's it all about now? Because a life-changing event like losing a child, if it's, I mean, they say that moving house is stressful, you know, divorce is stressful, um, and I've personally been through both of those, and I've also lost a child. Mm. Losing a child for me is on its own out there mm-hmm. it's incomparable, totally mm-hmm. incomparable. I can only imagine or begin to imagine from a mother's point of view because I know there is an extremely extremely indescribable bond between mother and child mm-hmm. and I, I don't mean that disrespectfully to you know t- to guys to fathers, and one myself, so I am sure in my own t- but you know I look at my my ex wife and the bond she has with our three amazing children and it's it's a different thing altogether. And the devastation mm. of losing that child was was beyond immense for me, but it was nothing compared to what it was for you know for my ex wife, the mother. Does that kind of make sense, Leah?
0: It does. I mean, again, not not devaluing at all the dad's experience, because I think we've got to really bring in dad's experience, especially to um, pregnancy loss, to stillbirth, mm. especially. I think yeah. we have to really bring in the dad's voice, bring in the dad's experience because they're so lost in it. And, and also because of that bond, I guess that what you're talking about, because of that understanding of, of the mum's experience, dad's suddenly looking after mum. And I think actually that it kind of brings me on a bit to what I wanted to talk about in terms of these kind of roles we find ourselves in. So, you know, a bit like the dad's experience after child loss um, and being a parent after such a tragedy. So I was, so Mason, as I say, was 16, just about to sit his GCSEs when, when Maggie died. And I was also, you know, I had 19 weeks left of my pregnancy until my, third daughter india may was born so i was heavily pregnant at the time Um, and has since gone on to have another child little fox he's now nearly two but it's this role of kind of being a a carer for these people Mm. on top of managing your own horror (laughs) like my own grief like you know the world the bottom had fallen out of my world but I guess what is really, what I'd like to kind of really share here is is the impact it had on my relationships with my children, my relationships with friends, with the people, you know, like like you've probably experienced yourself, like these tragic circumstances really bring out the, the truth in your relationships. There are people that fall away and it's nothing to do, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, this is what it is. There are people that fall away because maybe they can't manage they can't hold space for this this tragedy themselves they've got enough going on or maybe they don't know what to do or just maybe you know whatever but there are people that really step forward in life and and are there for you and I'd say again that that is the wealth that is where our energy should be spent in these relationships and these interactions where those people would live or die for you know you, they would they would be there they've got your back they those yeah. people that would be there on your darkest day are the people are the relationships you need to really prioritize your time in and not be distracted by the shinier things or re- even you know people you know relationships at work or your boss or you know how you perform for these people I think we need to really be aware that our relationships our energy should be conserved for those relationships that that really matter in life and like you said going back to your deathbed you know thinking about deathbed what relationships would we really really be thinking about and be grateful for at that point mm. and they're the people they're the people to really invest your time in and not to get distracted by because unfortunately life steals our time from those people mm. the people that we we love the most our work yeah society kind of pulls us away from them so and I also wanted to talk about the kind of understand just briefly like how those experiences shape the way we show up in our relationships. Again, you know, Maggie has taught me the meaning of life, the meaning of loving fully. And now when i because we all have our kind of supportive role in relationships, don't we? It's a give and take we are supported and we're also supporters in that relationship. And I think when I think of myself as a supporter on the sidelines for my husband, for my three, three living children, it's there with my role, I feel, is to remind them of the meaning of life, remind them of what's important, remind them of what's not important when they're kind of feeling bogged down, or you know, the older ones and then the little ones really helping them to see the joy and connect with the joy in life, what really matters. So they grow up into people that value joy and experience rather than valuing. Money that's tied up in the, you know, in the bank account, or yeah, it's important, but it's not life changing. Hmm. I don't
1: think. I think there's a a definition of. um, I think this 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 speaks to the word uh, prosperity as well, (laughs)
0: Um,
1: and this this whole. Alignment and yet again, I'm generalizing listeners, and I seem to say this every episode about you know what I should be doing as a host, so I shouldn't generalize and I shouldn't use cliches and I tend to break every rule in the book on every episode mm. because you know the art of communication is you know we use tools that that people will relate to, and so people do understand generalizations, and I think so long as they're respectful. They're OK. And I think as so long as we flag them up as generalisations, yeah. they're OK. Um, but I want to kind of go back, uh, Leah, to that. I'll use the word again. Let's enter that word again. It's another thing apparently we shouldn't do. Keep repeating, keep repeating. Mm, OK, well, I'm <laughs> going to keep repeating this poignancy of. So let's go back to, you know, you do take those last breaths, hopefully in decades and decades to come in the future sometime. And you look back, what was the legacy? What 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 was Leah's life all about? And and not making the assumption from myself, from my own point of view, that this massive life-changing situation with Maggie May was what it was all about. You know what was what was the, what was Leah's legacy? What will be Leah's legacy?
0: So I will say, in terms of my what I connect with, in terms of what. I was here to do what I am here to do mm. is to experience life and it's that simple and I mean that in the sense of life without money because you know this is something humans have created life without fear because again you know fear has its its um, role in life but not in the way we've created and you know really connecting with that sense of abundance and really you know I am here and i have survived you know I, like every single male and female needed to kind of needed to recreate in order to kind of go down the lineage of me, to get me here where i am now you know if you think back to the when we were in the sea every single mother and father before me had to live long enough survive long enough to reproduce to get me here it's just phenomenal when we think of that yes. and I'm like i'm sitting here on a rock in space just right enough distance from the sun, just enough water, you know, all of these miraculous yeah.
1: things. Yeah.
0: I'm here to have a physical experience in this miracle that is life. And that physical experience in this body also means experiencing tragedy, experiencing the importance of life, stripping away, like I was saying before, burning away those layers and really, really experiencing what it is to love, what it is to be loved what it is to experience joy. And in order to experience joy, we need to experience that joy being taken from us. You know, that this is it, the ebb and the flow, the waves, the up and down, the yin and yang, everything Mm. has its polar opposite. And that is life. That is my purpose to experience life fully. Your Dharma. To share those messages and help people to connect with their experience as well.
1: Yeah, I think it was Einstein that quoted it, only a life lived for others is a life worthwhile. And what you've just said earlier mm. really speaks to that. Thank mm. you so much yet again for the... There seems to be no other word than poignancy. I'm I'm getting quite <laughs> conscious of that word now. It's like, well, OK, Paul, you really do need to find another word there, but uh, there doesn't seem to be a more yeah. appropriate one. Thank you so much, Leah.
0: Thank you. Thank you to little Maggie May for sharing these lessons with me and allowing them to allowing me to share them with you too. And thanks for having me.
1: I <laughs> uh, just want to invite you in to close out by uh showing your contact details, how people can reach out.
0: Yeah. So again the best way to keep an eye on what I'm doing for Matthew's charity and also in terms of supporting people for grief is um my business my social media handles are at Still We Rise Coaching. and My website is www.StillWeRiseCoaching.com.
1: Superb. There we have it, listeners, the amazing Leah Morgan. And I'm going to close out now by doing what I always do, and that's by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond?
0: Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond?